sorry. So guys can't see off camera right now. <laughs> but there's a blog. I'm shook. I was like, how the... But f- dude, something gets said and it gets amplified throughout. It's like broken telephone. By the time it comes full circle to you, it's a completely other story. Like, yeah. it is wild. Like, how <laughs> did this, this go to that? Yeah. Mm. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Sit Down With Sibs. I know that there's a little bit of a change and I think you would have noticed I'm not walking down the camera like as if I was on top billing anymore. I'm now in the studio, a little bit more subdued. Um, I've recently partnered up with Rob Radio Network, which is a network of young podcasters in, uh, in South Africa, specifically in Johannesburg. I'm very privileged and very honored to be, have signed up with them. And you'll now find they'll probably be producing content a lot more, uh, specifically more in a studio environment. And today is actually the first episode we're doing in a studio. I'm very excited to have joined with the team, the guys behind the camera. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. Um, and today... I'm joined by two contestants from South Africa's latest version of Love Island. Um, for all its, all its controversy, um, it's got some very good bits that I'm sure we'll, we'll chat about in today's episode. I'm very honored and very privileged to have Jay Fremantle and Chris Mouton with us today. Um, boys, how are you guys doing? Oh, good, bro. It's good to check you. Yeah. Wow, the studio's epic, my man. It is. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Thank you. How is it being back in the real world? Dude, it's, it's weird. I must say, it feels surreal, like... The thing is, because obviously there's a quarantine period before, then you go on the show and there's a bit after, which I'm sure we'll discuss, but each yeah. little segment feels like a reality in itself. And yeah. when you come back to like real reality again, it's like, it's weird to comprehend. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's just, everything's so different, but yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. I think also like, it's probably important. We actually like these terms that we're going to fly around all yeah. the time. Cause obviously we we're in the thing. So we've been talking about it and, and whatnot. So things like quarantine and all that sort of stuff, people won't really know what you're talking about. So first, maybe let's explain what, what Love, Love Island is. Chris? Cool. So Love Island is a reality show where yeah. single males and females go on to and stay into a villa. Um, they share the same space. They sleep in the same bedroom. So pretty much uh, five, to, five to six beds in the same room. They share the same bathroom, same toilet, same living space. Um, and this is all in... Uh, a cause to try to find a connection and a romantic connection with someone and to find a long-lasting love partner. Yep. Um, obviously, then there's some turmoil that gets thrown into the whole mix with bombshells, which are um, very attractive single people who are meant to sort of disturb the current couplings. Weren't you a bombshell? I was a bombshell. Are you slightly flexing there? Nice, nice. Well played. Okay, cool. Um, and who wins? How do you win? How does one go about winning Love Island? So at the end of the day, the couple that's been seen by the public as being the most popular couple, the best couple, the strongest connection, uh, they win a million bucks. And then they have the option to either split it between them or one of them can keep it if they decide to. So how many times have people uh, actually split the money? Uh, most of the time, couples split. Like, the couples uh, are genuinely, like, I mean, they want the best interest for each other. And I mean, also, no one wants to look like a dick on TV. So at the end yeah. of the day, most people split. But there have been cases where someone's kept the full million for themselves, which... Well, yeah, hey. imagine entering like the public after doing something like that. It was almost like crucify you. The thing is, so it could go two ways. Like, for example, if you know deep down that the person you're with is like not genuinely there, then it is, you could still be favorable if you like, kept a million and they were like, then the public's like they're on your side. Yeah. But I mean, you don't know that either because obviously you don't have any contact with the outside world. So, but I'm the type of person. I'm the type of person that like, let's say that happens. I'm going to want to know what the drama is that unfolds afterwards. So don't turn off the cameras is what I would say. Yeah, it's like yeah. I want to see like them fight each other. Exactly, dude. Because you know it's just get the fan. Your family members are getting involved because everyone's <laughs> gonna feel entitled in some yeah. way to that money. 
and people will be fighting left, right, and center. That's exactly. that's TV. You almost need an extra two or three days after. <laughs> Absolutely, after like call it like after sun. Like there isn't after sun. Actually, that's actually a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. You guys, we're not having that here because of COVID. No, we're no, not. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. no, even the final, we couldn't go to the final because yeah. of COVID or any of that, which is usually how it is. And then what? Usually, what the contestants sit there and you're, you're talking about. I guess what their uh, experience on it, and I think that's further down the line. But for the final, when they announce the winners, generally they um, invite all the cast members who've been involved to at least attend the final. Mm. Um, but this year, obviously, with COVID, that was a challenge. I still think they could have maybe done like a Zoom call. Like, I think it's just, at the very least, I mean, we spent six weeks with these people. Don't stress, bro. We've got tomorrow, Rob Radio <laughs> and Sibs, sit down with Sibs, is bringing you the after, after Sun version. But so, how did you guys get on, get on the show? Like, what is the process? Did you guys get chosen or did you apply? Um, so, pretty much, I knew I was going to go into the show because I wasn't the lead model for Love Island season six trailer. Yeah. So for the UK one. The yeah, UK so one. for the UK one. So in, in That was the one that was shot here, huh? Yes, that was the one that was shot here. So immediately, like, I already had, like, that Love Island brand to myself. So all of my friends and family were like, yo, Chris, like, you're going to be a dumbass if you don't do this. So um, sent my application, and I, pretty knew I, was gonna, I knew I was going to go in, so. How did you get chosen for the trailer? Um, I was just a pure model casting, casted myself, and they're like, you. And that's the end of that, sure. I know. I always, always wondered where, who are these people? Because I always think, <laughs> oh, these are the contestants, and then yeah. the contestants come out. Excuse me, yeah. it's never there. Well, I mean, you know my story. We were taking the person. We were like, what are the odds been? And then yeah. we did it, and like each round just got more and more serious until the final. It was like, okay, well. yeah. So for context, so Jay, Jay and I are, are friends outside in in the real world. In the real world. Um, <laughs> and I think we, we we decided what November last year yeah. was sort of we were like singing some coffee shop in Greenpoint, and we decided that we could do it. Um, I didn't manage to make it into the villa. But uh, for, for, for various reasons, but um, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, in your experience, how, how was it? You, 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 how long that you were there for? You were there yeah, for so I, was, I was actually the first contestant out, but it <laughs> out, so that was me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, I had a good time. Uh, it's, it's very different in there. Like, day, like one day literally feels like a week. Um, so the time period feels insane. Um, but I mean, I only had good memories, uh, besides a few things, obviously. Um, for anyone who's seen the show, they were like a bit. Yeah, a few moments where I kind of felt like I got screwed over by other contestants in the villa. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, I was true to myself. I enjoyed mm. it and I made good friends who I'm still friends with now who are actually seeing this week. Yeah. So yeah, it's all good. So, so you, were, you were an OG, which is what they call uh, an original cast wasn't, member. Wasn't hard enough to be a bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris was a bombshell and there was, there was five girls, five guys yeah. in the start. Um, at the start, you were coupled up with Millie, was actually ended up becoming a runner up. Yeah, she was uh, second with Assad. Yeah, yeah, with, with Assad. Assad was also an OG. Yeah, yeah. The, they were the only two OGs, right? Oh, no, Timna as no, well. Timna was, yeah, was also an OG. Um, and then you came in when, Chris? Around. Um, I believe I, was, I came in with Libo, and we were the second boys, second group of boys bombshells. You were in the third round because it was Sarah, yeah, Sarah third, yeah, second yeah, yeah, the boy, second boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Would you have so, rather come in at the start or uh, were you happy where you came in? I'm happy when I came in. I would have. Um, I was actually, actually funny story, I was supposed to come in with Xavier, um, but due to the whole uh, controversy in the whole ah. beginning of the show. I'm glad you brought it up. They, they pulled me out, yeah. even though I believed I had a darker shade of tan than Xavier, but like, <laughs> I mean. Oh, really? <laughs> so, 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 so the controversy, I think, I'm, I'm really glad you brought it up because I, I've been <laughs> dying to get into this. So the controversy at the start um, of Love Island was that it was too vanilla, to, to put it like lightly. Um, I think there was only one black girl, uh, which was Timna in uh, of the original cast members. Uh, Assad was the only coloured guy. So Aaron was also, yeah. and Aaron was coloured, and then and then Millie's very racially ambiguous. 
Yeah, Millie's... No, she's not. Millie's Caucasian. Okay. I could never pinpoint it, okay? Um, so all the controversy uh, was, was quite hectic. So, I mean, I remember the Sunday uh, episode was, was a lot. Um, not only just for that. I, I know you guys didn't watch it. And you guys actually, have, have you ever even seen I, I actually, the I, original I, version? I did have the chance to watch the first three episodes. But the, Oh, yeah, you oh, did. Yeah, you, you did. The, oh, yeah, so, but, so you yeah. saw that non-edited version. Yeah, so you, just to say that put me in a state of shock. I went like, yeah. That was, that was quite, the reason you didn't come in the Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, I, I remember in, in, that, in that period, I was still very much like thinking about, about going on. And um, I remember watching that episode and just being in disbelief because not only was they blunder on on the race thing, which Jay, we spoke about this yeah. in November. Which, so it, what always like shocked me about it was how sort of tone deaf it was because this it's 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 this is not a new concept. These these this things people talk about all yeah. the time in South Africa. So it's more that they made a conscious decision to not um, sort of be more like what's the word politically correct or sort of be more nuanced in, in the way they did their casting. Yeah. Um, and then, but it was also the biggest thing was the production. I mean, yeah. halfway through, it was cutting out. Music wasn't wasn't playing. The the commentator was just saying weird things. It was just a whole mess. Um, and you guys didn't? Did you guys know what was going on when you were inside the villa? Um, well, I because I was in the original. I had no clue. I, you kept in a bubble in the villa, so you don't know what's going on on the outside. You're yeah. just kind of getting on with your day. Obviously, the cameras are around, and you can't really pick up. Um, I mean, we saw the one day, like, obviously, some of the sponsor stuff got taken out of the villa, but we didn't know why. We just were, like, kind of uh, naive and we were like, oh, well, mm. whatever. Um, so we had no clue until we got out. You know. um, I actually did speak to them about why it was the way it was in the beginning. Um, and Shane, to the defense, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, Love Other South Africa was shot in the context for the channel Mnet. Mm. Um, Mnet's demographic is that of the original cast. So for Ms. Mzanzi is He's more African. African. Yeah. Where, and CakeNet is predominantly Afrikaans. And Mnet is, is sort of like a, a little bit of a mix, but predominantly white as well. So to, to a degree, I understand it, but I still think it's a very, it's a short, short sight. On mm. But yeah. to, to that, there is, there is reasons why it is like that. Because for instance, uh, Mnet, pre, uh, Mnet is not in their premium package. Uh, it's only on their premium yeah, package. It's mm. not in their compact and yeah. select, oh, yeah, I sure. think. So which obviously yeah. then... Being yeah, in a country that we live in, exactly. the, uh, the low-income brackets generally are black and, and, and exactly. coloured people. Exactly. So, yeah. So what also amplified it was the that first coupling, because obviously, so for people that haven't seen the show, basically what happens is the five original girls are standing there uh, at the pool, um, and they basically have to step forward if they're interested in the guy. And when that process happened, it basically ended happening that like it was Millie and myself who were both kind of white English speaking. Then it was Rashad and Ian, both white Afrikaans, and Assad and Aaron who were both coloured, Cajun, some are both white, and then Durang and Tim are both black. Mm. And that made it worse, is because then you could clearly see it, and in like in hindsight, watching back now, you can see how obvious it was. But mm. yeah, I'd, I guess that's uh, that's also what made it so bad. But. So for those who are unaware, like of the of the application process and things you go through, do they sort of ask? questions around race like so would you date someone of the of, of another race have you yeah. been with someone of another race and yeah. things like that i can't i can't remember the the questions verbatim um but they did touch on a few um racial questions asking if you date outside your race have you ever dated outside your race have you ever done anything intimate outside your race um yeah yeah they were, we filled in a very extensive questionnaire so you yeah, can't remember everything like 10 yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but they did touch on the topic yeah yeah, because that's um, obviously that will sort of give rise to that situation. Like, 
if if genuinely you are more inclined to your own race, you're gonna go yeah. that route. So the fact that they did do that, I guess, is a credit yeah. to Mnet. Exactly, um, no, they wanted you to be open-minded. That yeah. was the thing at yeah. the end of the day, like this was never supposed to be a problem like that. But yeah. in a country like South Africa, those things do come up. Mm. It's always gonna be a reality. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, but I mean, they, they, you had to, going in, had to be open-minded and open to getting to know anyone. But also they should have understood that South Africa is hypersensitive yeah. to these topics. Yeah. Like it's not just some random country where it's just like, it's acknowledged. It's not just acknowledged, it is a, it is a, it is a topic we discuss and we fight on a daily. So yeah. we, they should have known that we're sensitive and they should have understood the, the importance thereof. Yeah, and I think uh, you guys, I, I, I stand corrected, I could stand corrected. You boys were the only ones to go outside of your race. Well, I guess Assad. Well, Assad was Asad OC. Mini. Um, oh, Sarah, from the girls' side, they were. Um, yeah, the girls were quite open. Yeah, um, yeah. That was more. I mean, like, yeah, some things that didn't make. I mean, like Tim and I hooked up the one night that didn't make it. Yeah. You obviously, I mean, you were getting to know a whole lot of people. Mm. Yeah. Um, a, a load of people. <laughs> they were, I think. I think on Instagram a couple a couple hours ago, you were voted the one with the most, most game. Most game, game, correct. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Good, I finally get some recognition. <laughs> it feels great. People actually yeah. notice my talents. Acknowledge for your efforts. <laughs> Acknowledge my efforts. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but no, just on, on, on the race thing, especially, specifically like the sort of dating outside of your race thing, how do you guys feel about it being sort of something that people are, are praising as, as, as opposed to something that's just sort of, it should be the norm. And it should be, not the norm, it should be just, it should just be like a part of life. It shouldn't even be like a topic of conversation yeah. like we're speaking I think, about it. I think it's really silly that people define people through sort of major physical characteristics. For me, the biggest thing is like, if we are culturally the same, if we can, if we have the same interests, if we vibe the same, if we talk the same, if we live the same, yeah. that's really important. Um, so that's pretty much all that comes down to is like whether you can like, long dip, like in the long term, yeah. live with each other comfortably, that's important. And also like energy, how you bounce with each other, yeah. how you talk with each other, how, you, how the other person makes you feel, yeah. when you're around them, when you touch them, do you feel something special? That's it. So. It's, it's pretty much a case, like, if you do, you do, and if you don't, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And colour shouldn't be a determinant of that. No. It's so superficial. I, I think it's you. so different because we were all born into a post-apartheid world. Like, I mean, I was 97, um, you were, what, 99. 99. So, I mean, like, we were both born into a world where that isn't so much an issue. But I can understand and, like, I can sympathise with people who see it. But for us, yeah, it, it didn't seem, while you are in the villa, you didn't see it. But then, obviously, coming out... It becomes very, very clear. And in, in the villa, were you guys ever having conversations around your sort of role in like the greater picture of things, like specifically around this? Were you guys talking about the race stuff in the villa or no? No, no. We were. My side never came up. No, yeah, not even really. Like, oh, have you dated a black person? Whatever no, cases, nothing like that. Nothing. Oh, that's cool. I, I did have a chat about Ian about this. I, I was like, Ian, have you ever have you ever gone to such a race? Like, no. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I didn't expect him to, and that's all, I'm not faulting him. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're from his upbringing, and like, I, I can only assume that his parents are quite um, mm. conservative to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Anything wrong with that? Yeah, like, because the because um, I always see these shows. Like, I mean, people give it a lot of shit for like, for instance, not being very intellectually stimulating. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's not supposed to be, yeah, which is yeah. always <laughs> it irritates you. I'm like, why do you <laughs> think a show? Train. <laughs> yeah, people think people could be talking about like I don't know what's a, some concept but we did have some deep combos in there though like some guys that we had like serious like talking about the universe and shit and they didn't make because obviously it's not raw and cheese like oaks, oaks don't want to watch that no. oaks want to like shut off on exactly. after a long day of work have a glass of wine with their family exactly. and talk shit we like, actually had a little, a little woman on the microphone so every time when we were talking about non-love island stuff 
They'd be like, Islanders, please stop talking. They have to talk Love Island. They'd be like, but also, that's no. the thing, yeah, like 80% of the people there had degrees. Like, everyone yeah, is studying or has some yeah. kind of like education. Yeah. Like, like they've, they've, they've furthered their education to some degree. Absolutely, um, yeah. So, yeah, that was also quite funny because there was that like stigma in that context that people are like. Which I think is completely unfair. Yeah. Um, the show is supposed to be mind numbing. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be stupid. But yeah, like, I want to I watch pajama. Yeah. I want to yeah, yeah, yeah. watch pretty people hook up with other pretty people. Like, exactly. it's, no, uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's cool. It's funny. But, um, Chris, you said a word, um, energies, um, and I, it, it was a word that came up throughout Love Island. I, it was like, I actually wish someone had done accounts of how many times it had been it's said. like the like of me that <laughs> Yeah. But did you guys, um, going into the show, did you ever like sort of prep little things or little jokes that you're going to say? Because I know you guys coined a few terms such as like the double dipping and... Uh, yeah, so pretty much, uh, I think every island did, did this um, mm-hmm. prior to coming onto the show. Like you had a whole itinerary of like smooth lines you want to say, thing actions, or I had at least like ways I wanted to do things that would like sort of seem to have like sex appeal and stuff like that. Yeah. You forget all of that. <laughs> you forget everything. So you just become like this mind numbingly dumb person. You're like, uh, I don't know how to flirt anymore. It becomes very stressful. This boy's modest. There's something right, but you got Master the game. Um, no, but you, you definitely have like a little strategy, but you just, you do forget about it. Yeah, and you, Joe? Yeah, I went in there like blind. I was like, I'm not going to try and prep. Because the thing is, I know myself, if I try and prep and be something, it's going to cause me more stress than anything. Mm. So I was like, I was just open to how it was going to be. I mean, maybe that's why I was kicked out first. Who knows? But um, yeah. Mm. I, mean, I actually actually remember Kitty prepped a joke for, for her entrance into Love Island. And it was like, have you ever heard of 50 Cent? And I'm like, sitting there so confused. I'm like, uh, yeah, I have. I've listened to a few of the songs. Okay, well, they call me one rand because I'm twice as cool as 50 Cent. I'm like... <laughs> I and you still stuck with them. Did you get it? Did you do it? <laughs> she said that to me. I died inside. I'm oh, like, no, that's horrific. I, I, I'll tell you what mine is. Mine's also quite bad. So, so, so I, I sort of thought that I'd be going in as a very typecast coconut character. That was it. Which, don't shoot me, Josh. But I think Josh was. <laughs> so, so my my comments was going to be that. Hi, I'm Sibs. I'm 24 years old, and as you can tell by my accent, I used to have a relaxed hair. <laughs> which is which is, which is always sort of true like black guys that come from modesty schools um but uh yeah so you, you guys went in as very much like yourselves and sort of thing yeah, did you ever sort of uh, do you find anyone in the show was not really themselves or sort of was putting on an act yeah because you guys were very open and you're like mm. especially in the 24 hours afterwards i don't yeah. know if it was because you guys were like either salty or whatever the case was but you guys were very like you mentioned names yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, at the end of the day, everyone's there. Like, people are there for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, some people genuinely want to find love. Some people are just using the screen time. Some people want to win the money. Like, it all depends. And you can see it in people's personalities, where they are, the way they treat others, like, how loud they are, like, how they need to kind of be when they're in the villa. So, like, that's really easy to see. Um, yeah. Well. Would, you ever d- would you have done anything differently in your time I think I might have, I, sh- I should have maybe, yeah, taken a bit more charge. But to be honest, like I was, in, in that moment, it felt like I was doing the right thing. So I can't judge myself for it. Um, and I don't regret any of it. Like I enjoyed my experience and I feel like that week was more than enough for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you, and you Chris? I would have done a lot differently. <laughs> well, what would you have done differently? I just think that I took way too much shit on the show. Just genuinely, because I would hear constantly how the girls would say things about me and how there'd be a story mm. flying about me. And I'd always think, okay, well, Surely these people are mature and the story can't be pulled out of context to such an immature level. So I sort of relied on some of the other islanders to just sort of be mature. Mm. Um, and I don't think that really came to 
fruition. It was just, for instance, the, um, my name's Chris, obviously. Cool. And uh, if you've watched the show, I really struggled to find a lot of connection. Um, with I struggled to find any connection with any girl on the show for a long period of time. So as a joke, one day, one day after a date with Tanya, I said, yo, maybe... Chris, uh, what was I said Christy or something like that because my name's Chris, so the female version of myself will come in. I'm just waiting for this girl. That is obviously some imaginary girl. This went about, and this among the girls that I, Chris, am waiting for a brunette with blue eyes named Kirsty to come onto the show, and I've chatted to her on Instagram before. I'm but like, you, it, <laughs> it's mad. It is guys, sorry, sorry, guys can't see off camera right now. <laughs> Um, but there's a block. I was like, how the but f- dude, it's like that in the villa though. Like literally something gets said and it gets amplified throughout. It's like broken telephone. Yeah. And everyone just spices it up. Everyone adds their own flavor no. onto it. By the time it comes full circle to you, it's a completely other story. Like yeah. it is wild. That's how it's, it's amazing. I'm like, how <laughs> on earth did this this go to that? Yeah. I didn't get it. But that's sort of like, uh, I think it's always nice to sort of see shows like that because it's sort of, it's like a reflection on reality. It's kind of like when you hear rumors about people in like the real world, yeah. you sort of realize that actually it can come from exactly. a very different it place. It's so fast and so much. Yeah. It's weird. Mm. And in like hindsight now, so like, you, would you look back on your journey and sort of, are you happy with it? Um, would you have done it again if given the opportunity? Yeah, I would, um, I would have definitely done Love Island again. I think... Yeah. I learned so much about myself. Screw the girls and screw the love. It, that, that, that's something else. Internally, I've just evolved so much as a human being. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I think I've matured a lot. Um, because obviously there's an on-site psychologist, so whenever you have like, issues, um, you are free to talk to him whenever you want to. And I made full use of that, poor man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so just running my things through him, being mm-hmm. in that vulnerable state, that, that heightened emotional state, yeah. really just... Change the person for the better. Yeah. If you're open to change. Yeah, that's actually yeah. a conversation I want to open up, dude. Because um, you guys mentioned it. A lot of the cast members always mentioned that it was a, it's a huge toll on your mental health yeah. being in the villa itself. And then I guess once you leave the villa mm-hmm. as well. I mean, in in the UK, we've had like number of suicides, and I know that specifically around mental health, that Love Island's taken it extremely seriously yeah. all the way from the start in, in the application process to yes. once you're in the villa. Yeah. Can you guys like maybe expand or talk more bit about? about that specifically around mental health? What, what sort of measures did they put in place? Sure. What did they put in place afterwards? For sure. Well, first out, shout out to Roger. He was the on-site Yo, Roger, what a king. Legend. Um, but no, so basically in the whole process, there's like vetting questions that basically get to, to around where you have an interview with the clinical psychologist. Um, and he basically runs you through everything. They do a check on you to make sure that you are going to be okay um, and at least have the propensity to deal with things like that. Um, then obviously once in the show, you are protected, so there's no negative comments or things. Because that's the thing, is social media is like, it's gasoline to the fire. That's what it, like, it literally, it can take an insecurity and blow it way up. Um, and that's often where these things lead to, like you've seen with Caroline Flack and things in the past uh, with the, the UK-based one. But um, no, I mean, like, like Chris said, there's a psychologist there whenever you need him. Literally, it could be one o'clock in the morning, you could have a breakdown and be like, listen, Roger, this is what I'm dealing with. Um, and they'll deal with it then. And then also six months after the show, they offer like free of charge, it's completely on them, uh, just psychological support whenever you need it. And also with Roger. So, oh, shout out Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Chris, is, is anything to add on your side? With mental health. You're on that, yeah. Like, well, how did you find it? Um, in terms of their support and stuff? Well, outstanding. Um, yeah. Yeah. I myself am a very emotionally tuned person, so I don't mind crying in front of people and, and sort of showing emotion. Mm. So I found myself actually actually broke down quite a lot on Love Island, um, and they really were there for me. Not even so 
the, even the producers were there for me when I needed them. They weren't qualified or anything, but they, they were friends. They were genuine friends. They were like, Chris, I care about you and I care about how you're dealing with the situation. Um, even with Tyler, when I rejected her um, twice in one day, like they were really there for her. They were also there for Summer when she was going through a thing with mm. Cage. They really care. Um, and they really take it quite seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another thing, because also people don't see, so every lunch and dinner break is basically like a production break for an hour. And then you sit with, like, some of the production crew come and sit with you and eat, and then, like, one-on-one will come check on you and just be like, listen, like, you looked a bit down today, is everything okay? So, like, they literally, like, the extent that they go to is massive. Like, they're, they're there to make sure that you are okay. Mm. At the end of the day, they don't want, like, anyone, like, coming off poorly because of the show. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. It's, it's important to highlight these things. Obviously, Mnet's come under a lot of, yeah. a lot of shit because, yeah. I mean, for all, their, for all their faults and failings, it's really, it's good to know that things like this because mental health really does matter. The most important thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and what are your guys' plans for after, after Love and after this? Actually, no, also, first of all, do people recognize you in the streets? We got a photo today. <laughs> <laughs> we got a photo today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. While we were waiting in the lobby of the hotel, um, yeah, this morning I was like, yo, you Chris from Love Island, Jay from Love Island, like, hey, Chris, yeah. hey. Chris gets more uh, attention than me. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the one time I went out in Cape Town, I counseled, I was in between 40 and 50 people. That's mm. so nice, yeah. It's nice to a point, um, but like, there's a point where I just stopped drawing and I just start taking photos with everyone. So it's nice. I did ask for this in the end. Like, this was all my call. I'm loving it. Um, so nothing new to complain about. People definitely notice me. And uh, yeah. what's been the most bizarre thing, like post post Love Island? I haven't had any weird ones just yet. I mean, just, just randomly swiping tips at you. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. what's the story? I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So I recently, so I come out to show. I told him with my, I've been working on my sleeve and my tattoos, and I was sitting in this bed, and it was like a few hours into my tattoo, and I kind of like, for anyone who's had like a lot, like sat for more than six hours in a tattoo, you kind of zone out, like you blank out. And I'm sitting there, and then I got told afterwards that my, the tattoo, I was like, yo, the girl who came in earlier, I literally sat there just like taking photos of you while you were lying. I don't know who it was, but yeah. she's just sitting there taking photos of me, like, which is weird. Like, that was weird. I didn't see it, so it's not as weird, like, personally for me, but yeah. having experienced that was weird, but. Yeah. yeah. One thing that's also quite weird is that everyone approaches you thinks they know you and you don't know them from a grain of salt they're like yo chris dude how you been and like they <laughs> act like your best homie and you don't mm. know these people and it's, it's it's a bit it makes you feel like quite a shit person to be like yo like who are you and everyone comes up to you and they act like you're your best friend so it's a little bit weird because obviously everyone's been in your life for like six weeks yeah. no. everyone knows your whole yeah. life my mom told me today like yo i feel like i know jay for so long yeah. sending my regards yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cage's mom sent me a message the other day as well like oh it's so good to have you back and stuff like it's quite, it's quite funny everyone's become like a bit of a family which yeah is cool. no that's nice yeah, yeah. that's nice we even like that i mean chris came to my house before we flew here and uh like my maid was there fanny shout out to fanny <laughs> and she was like chatting to him like oh. it was so such a vibe dude. Like, yeah because uh, i remember like with one of the guys I interviewed, uh, Mark Buckner, yeah. and he, um, you're name dropping, eh? <laughs> it's like a, we've entered that world now. I hate yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, he, one of the things that he, he mentioned was that the weirdest thing is that people are so overly invested in your relationships. Like people were literally like sending yeah, DMs, like scathing DMs about mm-hmm. like other people. And I know that uh, Sarah actually had a post to, yeah. uh, today Assad, about Assad. Uh, the Assad situation. So you guys haven't had like anything of people being really like involved in sort of your relationship. No, I think I think if anything, I had a, I had quite difficult with my whole you had to video out, eh? situation. Sorry, you did the whole video as well. I did the whole. I had to do a video because about breaking up. Yeah, because yeah. there was just so much pressure on me. So the whole South Africa, me being kicked out and Kitty leaving for me, um, yeah. 
that places a lot of pressure on me. Not from Kitty. Kitty was actually quite nice. Like, listen, she said, I don't expect anything from you. And that was, that was great. But, like, you still feel like, dude, you left the villa for me. Like, I need to sort of do whatever. Shout out um, Kitty. And everyone, you know, <laughs> everyone was like, yo, Chris, you're just going to play her again. I'm like, look, dude, like, no, this isn't it. Like, it's, yeah. everyone feels like they just want to add their own thing to a relationship. Yeah. And it's difficult because South Africa wants you to be something. The Islanders want you to be something. The producers want you to be something. Yeah. Yeah, and like, do you mind talking about that? Like, how was that sort of post period? Because um, I know you, I know everyone would have watched the, your YouTube video, so you can share some nice things. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, that post period is actually quite weird because now all of a sudden you're out of mm. the villa, you're not expected to be with these people all the time. You've, you've not had your own space in such a long time, and that's very important for me. Like, I just want to sit alone on the couch and watch my freaking gaming YouTube videos. And shouldn't pee like, them. <laughs> you know, like, I like that. So, so yeah. I was really torn apart with the fact that I'm still with Kitty. Like, Kitty, we, we stayed in the same guest house together. We stayed together when we partied. So, and even with Josh, like, we were surrounded by the Islanders the whole time. So it got, I got very anxious mm. with the fact that I haven't had my own space yet. And I'm, I, ha- I was able to. I was free mm. to do what I wanted, but I, I still felt confined to a great degree. Um, and I feel that like many people didn't really like understand that. Yeah. Kitty, I think that. But like just other people from the yeah. outside. It was, who are you? I don't really need to explain myself to you, but like you don't understand it. Yeah. So I guess you. I guess you. I, guess I you. felt that towards the, the whole post thing is because so coming off the show, my episode was filmed on a Friday night or a Saturday morning. We left the villa at like three in the morning mm-hmm. um, because I had to wait for uh, votes to be tallied in. And um, in order for that to happen, obviously there was a later episode and. The uh, first episode, more well, my episode was only supposed to come out then on the Monday. Then they made a last minute decision to then split it on the Tuesday. So I was literally sitting in this place for like, what is that, almost four days. Um, and the thing is, you're not allowed to be seen in public. So you're still kind of like, I don't know, incognito, but at the same time, like, you're free. So it's like a weird Keep like, in paradox. Mind, you still don't have your phone. So you, yeah. have you, you haven't spoken to your dad yet or your parents or anything. Yeah, yeah. And then you're basically like there on your own with a chaperone, um, which that was, that, was, that was, for me personally, that was one of the toughest. Um, just because you kind of just want to go home, like you're like, okay, I'm done. Like I've done what I want to do, and you've gone from a very like high stress environment to almost like nothing. So it's like you feel this like sense of just like, like exhaust. Like think if you just run like a, like a, a marathon, and afterwards you just get that feel. Like while you're running, it feels cool, but as soon as you stop, it like everything sets in. Um, and I think it's definitely a feeling that you have. And obviously there's a the psychological support, which is great. But um, at the same time, you also just kind of want to see your family and friends and like, get back to your like routine and way of living again. Yeah, yeah. It's like a weird period. Yeah. That's actually so interesting, dude. Yeah. You, you touched on something that, that sort of caught my attention was the privacy thing. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I, kn- I know we've, 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 we've had some chats about this. So I really do want to talk about this. But um, what is privacy like in, in the villa? Dude. Lord, <laughs> nothing, nothing. nothing. Literally, there was one bathroom for all. I want. I mean, it changed during time, but one bathroom for everyone. And the bathroom didn't have a lock on. But I remember the one day, first time, <laughs> on the toilet, trying to put my foot up against the door so that my like, because obviously, think you've just coupled up with someone. You're still like in that honeymoon phase. Imagine your couple opens up the door and there you are, just like ripping one. Really. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, was, it was terrifying. I think I still I try to get the producers so they had another spare toilet that was just outside. So yeah. I used to say to them like, oh no, like other toilets being used so that I could go and have my own private toilet. And they like after like three or four days they caught on and then I had to go use the other one. But it was, yeah, it was hard. Can you, so you always can't even take a yeah, plaque I, if you're anti like, yeah, That was the other thing. <laughs> this was the worst. This is the biggest scam of <laughs> Is the fact that they said you cannot like jerk off or like, no, like no masturbating. No I masturbating whatsoever. But it's like, it's such a sexually driven show. It's such yeah. a exactly. bizarre thing. Exactly. It's what that testosterone goes. 
This should be there for the eight weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yo, I yeah. must be like, dying. There was a point when all of the oaks thought their dicks were broken. <laughs> like, it was just, it was hectic. Like, you couldn't, nothing worked. You're just like, oh, it's yeah. fine. Just like, nothing's. Yeah. yeah. And we are always comfortable with that, eh? Because, like, um, there was only one couple that had sex to our knowledge on, on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys only knew about one couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Oh, hectic, yeah. Chris is ready to relay. I was there. I was there. Was the first week was still everyone was kind of figuring it out and stuff. Yeah. And as soon as I left was when well, we found it's out about the first couple. It's not becoming Friendship together. Island after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys were comfortable having sex in camera, eh? Would you have done it? If, I mean, like if the opportunity arose? I mean, so no, like, no, no. That was one promise I made to my family. I was like, and it was to myself as well. I was like, that's not what I'm going to be known for. for, like, for no judgment to anyone that did, but like mm. personally for me, I didn't want to do it. For, for what reasons? What, like, what's, why would you not? I don't know. Just for me, I didn't want that stigma attached to it. And then also like, mm -hmm. it just, I know it could have been embarrassing for my family just because I do like, especially if I look at my grandparents, they're a little bit more conservative and I know something like that would have embarrassed them. And I respect them too much to like break that barrier because they've done a lot for me growing mm. up. Um, so it's more like a respect thing. And also to, like, to be 100% honest as well, it's like oftentimes I find if you start getting to know someone and let's say you sleep together too quickly, that relationship sometimes loses a bit of fluff. Like, I don't yeah. know, for me personally, in the past, it's kind of been like that. That's actually, I don't know, Hen, I've sort of, actually, I've, I've sort of challenged this because um, I used to, th I used to think yeah. that was the case, but I honestly think it's more about a connection thing. It's like, I, don't yeah. th I think the timing of when you sleep with someone is, is actually not, For instance, all of, my, all of my longest relationships have, I don't know, it sounds so bad, have come from like, one night stand type vibe. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like literally all of my long term ones. Yeah, I think it's so, just. Um, I look. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that you're you're wrong. Yeah, I'm no, just no, saying no, for. I mean, mm. the different strokes for different folks. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And, um, and what are you guys like in terms of relationships outside of like before Love Island stuff? Have you had you guys have long term relationships? Were you guys players? No, well, I I dated someone for four years throughout high school. Yeah, um, that ended quite badly, just um, manipulating, and it was uh, wasn't a it was quite a toxic relationship. Uh, so I needed to get out of it, which was good for me. Did a lot yeah. of self-development. And then to be honest, like we disappeared for like a year and a half, didn't sleep with anyone, didn't do anything, didn't hook up with anyone, didn't sleep with anyone. It was like very like dedicated to getting to know myself. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I kind of like had like months, two months, like just kind of short-term things with people. Um, yeah, I mean like, it was like I'm like an entrepreneur by trade, so I'm often quite busy and it's hard for me to let someone in because that life is quite complex, as I'm sure you know. Um, mm. So that was always like also kind of a push factor for me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. It's like, dude, is this my moment to plug my company? Better <laughs> yeah, exactly. choose. But yeah. No, no, I get you. And you, Chris? Um, my last relationship was great, honestly. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, it didn't end because of a horrible tragedy. She moved to a different country. So I was just like, look, this is just going to make it way too difficult on us both. Yeah. Um, I cut it off. So. Yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing, no, no great mm. story there. And are you a player? Because that's sort of the, the, your tag I, that yeah, you do I'm have. I'm really touched by this, hey? Yeah. Because that's what the girls also thought. And I think I, feel mm. I, just, I just nicely felt they could easily like just manipulate how I did the Love Island in real life onto, sort of the, onto the show being portrayed as a player. Mm. Um, no, I'm not a player. Um, I would always focus my time with one girl. Um, and then make sure that when that's, I'll finish that properly and then I'll move on to the next. That's just not how I do things. Um, and that's what I did on the show as well. And so I'm, I'm quite perplexed why everyone thought I was a player. Well, I can tell you why. Girl, why? 
because look, you, you entered, you entered. At least this is what they showed, and that's all I can speak to. But you entered, and you literally went from one girl to the next girl to the next girl to the next but, girl. But is that is that not the point of Love Island? No, no, one hundred percent. But it was how you did it. So oftentimes, I would say, bro, you said that to that girl. So you would say, you would say, at least this is how Emily cut uh-huh. it. So regardless of whether it, this is what I saw, and this is all I can comment on. But. Um, you would say things like, uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm really sort of getting, I want to get to know you as a, like a person and I really feel like a stronger connection with you as opposed to the other girls. And then you literally, two minutes later on the show, I don't know how long in real life, um, <laughs> you'd go to the next girl and you would say the same thing. So I think that that's sort of brings rise to people, why people might say you're a player. Also, I think it goes back whatever. to the whole thing. It's like a day feels like a week. And no, that's, like, that's you can literally be in the morning and then like the evening feels like a completely, like it feels like a Monday to Sunday. Yeah. So I think that's also the thing is <clears throat> time moves so slowly yeah. there. Mm. that like, it does feel like it's quick on TV, but. Because I, I sort of noticed that, especially with like Millie being with Xavier and then now Xavier being with Mishka and then Assad being with Millie. It's that sort of like in the real world, being around your ex, yeah. like uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Being in the same bedroom, sharing a shower and a toilet with your ex. Yeah, that's well. like, like I wouldn't think to see that. Yeah, um, so, well. so I, I can sort of get why why you guys why you guys say that because your feelings probably have to progress at a much yeah, faster. Everything's amplified. Everything's amplified yeah. in there. Yeah, which is wild. Mm. And what are your plans for after after now? What's I know you said you're an entrepreneur. What do you what do you do, what do you yeah, do? So I'm involved in Eutropics company. I'm involved in the marketing of that. I also have a marketing agency, which is like my main focus. Um, but to be honest, at the moment, I've scaled back a lot of my things and I'm just wanting to just kind of chill a little bit and just experience like whatever this this thing is and whatever it's going to lead to in terms of Love Island. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the moment, just chilling, having fun with it, trying to travel as much as I can, even though we can't really get international. It's quite cool to have a bit of a local vibe, mm. um, like do things like this, come to Joburg and not have to worry about like business and be on my laptop 24-7, which is how it's been in the past. So yeah, just having fun with it, to be honest. Nice. And you, Chris? Yeah, well, I mean, I came from a student lifestyle so this is very nice and free and open um i I finally have time to devote um myself to my whole fitness journey and sort of helping people with um nutrition and fitness so i've been spending a lot of time on my website um developing that hopefully they'll be out within the next two weeks um developing an app so it's easy for them to like get the programs on their phones um fully personalized catered programs and nutrition plans for everyone um and also making it readily available to them, not being as stupidly expensive as I've seen about other people, just want to make it, I really just genuinely want to help people and help myself to help people, so. What's your, what's your background? My background is that I'm a certified personal trainer, life coach, uh, nutritionist, boot camp instructor. Um, so just pretty much fitness. Okay. Um, started with calisthenics. Um, I, I dabbled with uh, free weights and bodybuilding. What is, what is calisthenics? Oh, okay, so calisthenics is pretty much um, gymnastic bodybuilding. Um, it's all bodyweight movements. Uh, so it's pretty much... Cool move to impress chicks <laughs> yeah. on a night out. No, it's just, it's lots of body control, mind body control, um, understanding your body and knowing how to move your body. Um, so, if, for instance, like all the gym oaks that weigh 80 kilograms look ripped as hell, but then they can't do a handstand or a human flag. Or pull up. Or, or a pull up. Or a pull up. The most basic movement. Mm. So, it's just, I like control. I'm, yeah. I'm, very, I'm a very big fitness enthusiast, so I really like versatility, and that's what fitness is for me. Speaking of versatility and fitness, uh, sorry to go back to the show, the, um, the cast was mostly like fitness gym, gym bros. Gym bros. <laughs> do, you guys, like, do you guys agree with that? Do you, or do you, do you no, think? 100%. I mean, I think the yeah. first person that broke that was Jamie, and he only came in towards the end there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, it was just the type of guy they wanted to cast, and... Yeah, I don't know how that played out, but um, yeah, I mean, everyone was kind of. <laughs> bro, bro. I, mean, I, actually, I remember seeing a comment, uh, a meme 
of, of whatever on social media saying Love Island when they picked the the male cast they just walked into any Virgin Active and just yeah. pulled Owens. That's literally what it, it looked like. <laughs> it looked yeah. like I get that, yeah. um, but however, you also got to um, understand how men would look on a TV program. You want sort of physically appealing dudes, so 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 that would then be either like a skinnier guy or. Mm. A little bit more of a, like a muscular gym guy. On on sort of like body image, um, I shows like that obviously bring rise to to very negative body images for a lot of people. Um, how did you guys find your experiences with your own personal body image, especially like because the show specifically casts very attractive people in quote unquote uh, like like standard Western forms of, yeah. of beauty? Um, how did you guys find like your body image being affected by being on the show and? what would you sort of say to other people who sort of look at the show and be like, oh my word, I don't look like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like, that's just the thing is people have to stand, like, I mean, it comes with gym and I'm sure it's Chris is the same when it comes to modeling. It's like, you set such a high standard for yourself mm-hmm. that as soon as that drops anywhere below that, you really feel negative about yourself. Um, even though, like, your negative might be someone's goal, uh, it's, it's important to remember that it's always a matter of you versus you. It's never, like, and I know it's easier said than done not to compare I mean, we personally, we were chatting about it. We both said, like, coming off the island, we because, I mean, you do gain weight. Like, you're eating food, you're sitting around. The gym, like, it was enough, but it's not amazing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, your activity is cut in half. So we all came off with a bit of a belly and a little bit of extra weight, which, obviously, coming off the show is a bit tough because you're getting all these modeling gigs and people want you around, but, like, you don't feel have that confident in yourself, um, especially when you have the whole, like, the whole of the country checking you out and you going against guys like Ian, who's, like, a ripped six-pack <laughs> who does bodybuilding for a living, um, and you come in there thinking, like, okay, I'm pretty, like, okay, and then you come in there and you see that, like, obviously, that's the standard you're up against. And relatively on screen, obviously, you're going to come off looking worse but at the end of the day you also I mean that I, I was jokingly saying that as you put on more weight you also have to develop more of a personality which is at the end of the day is what, <laughs> what counts like um so that yeah. was a good thing but um I think the worst part was that that quarantine so basically f- before the, doing the show because the show had to be was produced during COVID it had to be done in a COVID bubble which meant we all had to quarantine for the show and be like uh, COVID negative so um uh, so it's basically 12, we, 12 days uh, where there's no gym, access to gym. You're basically stuck in your hotel room. Um, you're getting creative with like pull-ups on the bathroom doors and like bands and like 6,000 squats just to activate. Mm. Um, so that was, I must say, that was, wasn't the best period before the show because obviously going in the show, you're not feeling your best. You're feeling a little bit chunky, a little which bit is, bloated. Which is odd because I mean, I, I think I even said to you before when you, when you were in the hotel was that's odd because you want everyone to look absolutely exactly. prim and proper especially a show that sells on the basis of sex which yeah. is like their main pull factors the like bodies and the like hooking yeah. up and the raunchiness of it so mm. it was interesting and you Chris? no for me it was um, that was actually quite hectic I did struggle with it because um, I, I mean I rocked up when I, when, when I arrived into quarantine I had a roaring 8 pack 8, <laughs> eight pack like it was just dice, like yeah. red cheese off my abs it was amazing <laughs> Modest. Over the course of this Love Island journey, like I developed a dad bod, like my stomach could shake as I walk. Yeah. So it was very, very um, bad. And also, I won't name names, but um, there was an islander who repeatedly, like, sort of bullied me um, in the sense of calling me fat boy. Um, and the psychologist on set did actually write a report on that. Really? Um, and that wasn't that wasn't the only thing that he bullied me. About. It was actually two other topics as well. But and that's that's it was me. I wasn't there. Oh, Hector. Yeah, so the psychologist noticed that there was significant bullying coming my side. Hector. So. Well, we even like I mean, we played the game where it's actually crazy that someone would call you fat. Like, based, <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's ridiculous. Exactly. But yeah. But I mean, so yeah. even one of the games we had to play is you stand on one side of the wall, the guys, 
and the girls on the other side and they basically there's like holes that they and can they stick touch onto, sorry, yeah. to touch the touch the yeah. guys on the other end um, and then they had to rate everyone and then stand in a line which was like well I, I felt quite hectic and I mean I came last and that was like <laughs> I remember that day I felt so shit about myself I was like I came fucking last like, <laughs> what's wrong with me I think the worst part was for me that Xavier was placed so high <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But look, to be fair, they also did it to the girls as well. They, it was there was a rating at some stage of bikini there, bodies, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, there was a bikini body rating. Oh, yeah, there was, yes, there was. There was, there no, was. No, but I mean, yeah. but even that is, it's uh, psychologically for like people. Obviously, because you've come mm. in and like you feel good about it, so you, you come yourself. in and like. But I guess that is as competitive. It's like you're looking at the cream of the crop in the sense of, of uh, what they've kind of chosen as being the ideal, like Love Island cast members. So. Mm. <laughs> no. that's the thing it's like you, you told that like obviously like they want to reassure you and be like no you've been chosen for your personality and stuff but you know at the end of the day it's like how many yeah. views are you going to bring to the show like essentially because yeah. it's a business and I understand that I've no like nothing against it but that's just how it is no. yeah absolutely okay right, so, so since we're talking about the outside world and and whatnot I want you to talk about the relationships that happened within the villa and then how they are now in, in the outside world uh, Jay I'm going to probably start with you um I think when you when you came off the show, you you went you didn't mince your words. Uh, yeah. You, <laughs> you you yeah you were quite bleak with with Millie. How how's that relationship now? Have you guys touched base? Have you spoken? I actually bumped into the waterfront uh, beginning of this week, and yeah, things are chilled. My biggest frustration was so Rochelle was going to couple up with me at that coupling, and then Millie panicked and chose me when she knew that there wasn't going to be anything because the next day she basically went for Xavier, and I knew that was coming because. We hadn't really spoken that much throughout the show. We like in the beginning we kind of had, and then she was like, "Let's give it another chance." And I was like, "Okay, well, yeah, maybe." And obviously, the show made me look like I was just sitting there waiting around. But I mean, like Rashad and I were getting to know each other. Chris was also getting to know her. So like at the same time, there was all these dynamics at play. Um, and then coming out of the villa, I obviously said like, if anyone in the villa like that I had to obviously go for outside would be Rochelle. Um, and then I saw, she hadn't seen my interview yet, she did hers, and she said, like, obviously I would have gone for Jay as well. Um, so we touched base and we chatted a bit. But, I mean, like, that's just the thing, is now there's this massive expectation because both people have seen both interviews um, that, obviously, we need to be together now. Even, like, coming down to Joburg, people are messaging me, like, oh, you guys need to go for, like, dinner or drinks. We want to see it, we want to see it. Which, I mean, is the same as, like, you had with Kate. Obviously, yours was a bit more intense with her leaving for you. Like, that was, that must, I don't know what that must have felt like. But, yeah, so there's definitely a pressure on there. I mean, at the end, they look like, Rashawn and I made we got on well, we're friends, like that's all it is at the moment. Um, and yeah, that's all I really think it will be. So yeah, it's, it's weird, but like at the same time, it's hard to let down the public when there's, especially myself being like, I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to let anyone down or let anyone feel sad because of something I've done. Um, so yeah, but it, it, then again, it goes back to the show, like teaching you these growth points about yourself and ways that you can go about it. Cause at the end of the day, the whole world's watching you and it's the best way to learn about yourself um, and learn, kind of apply these life lessons. So yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get that. That's actually it's actually a really mature way of like looking at it as well. And then um, you and Libo, that was that was an interesting dynamic because you guys sort of went in as Luke T and Luke M Light. Yeah, no, we were. Oh man, we were so tight. He was such a such a good friend, like real genuine best friend vibes. Mm. Um, in the beginning, and just just slowly look. I really understood the fact that we both had to sort of make our own thing in the villa. We both had to pursue it. We weren't, we weren't there for each other. It's not Bro Island. Um, <laughs> he had to pursue Timna, and I had to pursue whoever. <laughs> one of the... One of, one of the... How many were there? Yeah. yeah. So, and and I, even in the beginning, I thought and I realized that um, Libo is actually sort of slowly moving away from me and going into Timna. I was like, that's sad, but it's fine. I get that. That's chill. Um, only, only thing where I sort of got was like a little bit like, eh, what? Was when 
Timna sort of called me a little snaky at the Kiss Pie Challenge. Um, and then also towards the end, actually, they didn't actually air this, but I pulled all of the girls for a chat. Um, I was alone. I was uh, one guy with all the girls in front he of me. He says he's not a player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, listen, what's up? Oh, like, yeah. The story is going on, and like, I need to understand why. And yes. then Timna touched on the fact that um, pretty much still when Rochelle was still on the show with Ian, that mm. I said something that she didn't like, and, and she, she held on to that until, even when you were still there, mm. and then she held on to that. So... The Libo being surrounded by that influence um, obviously would have influenced how he saw me, and that's fine, I get that. Libo has always been genuine to me as a friend, like he always tried to do the most, um, so I get that. Um, just as I said, and I was, that my, this opinion will never change, I'm still disappointed that he didn't choose me because his reasoning at Three Couple was that due to time being a factor, um, I'm choosing this couple. That was obviously Mishkan and Xavier. Um, even though I believe that Kit and I would have, had we been in the villa, We've had a connection, but I, I mean, we did break up, so <laughs> no real, no real hot feelings. Still, I'm still his friend. Oh, he's still a friend. Have you guys spoken since? No, we've been on a live together. <laughs> nice, yeah. Would you speak to him again? I'd be open to it, yeah. I'd be open to change. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's just an awkward thing. I'm stuck in the moment. Is like Assad and I were like bros in the villa, like myself, Assad and Cage, like. Three best friends anyone could ever ask for. We like we like vibed out properly, um, and now he's obviously with Millie, which like things are good between us, but it's still a little bit awkward. Like if I want to go out for dinner with him, whatever, it's like you still got to kind of be there. Mm. But um, the boys will definitely be having a reunion soon. Yeah, hundred percent. For the Owens, yeah. For the Owens, nice. Where would you go? Where are the well, boys at? At the moment, everyone's all over the place. So that's the toughest thing. Like even now, we all here. In jo- like there's half of us here in Joburg, and the other half in Cape Town. And then like a few weeks ago, half was in Cape Town. Like it's always everyone's just all over the place at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then also there's a few in Durban. Like yeah, which is the toughest thing. But we'll definitely make a plan sometime to get everyone together. Okay. Vibe, yeah. Good, good boys. Also, I want to say shout out to Edge for Men for your your, oh, yeah. your trims. It fixes up today. You boys are you boys <laughs> you boys are looking prim and proper. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, I wanted to say thank you so much for, for coming on to the show. Uh, it's been nice getting to, getting to chat with you and, and thank you for sitting down. Um, wish you guys all the best. Uh, I know that we're going to be partying for quite a bit for the next few days. Um, shout out Station for hosting us tomorrow. Um, but yeah, boys, I uh, hope you have um, good luck with your, the rest of your journey. Appreciate and that. I'm sure that you guys will be going and doing better and better, bigger and better things. Sorry. Obviously, Serbs, thank you so much for the wonderful chat and just having us here. Hosting us has been amazing, and just this whole experience, also wonderful with you. You've been genuine, you've asked some nice, proper questions, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, cool. and I'm sure Jay and I appreciated this whole experience so much. And you guys are the first people, I've lost, you guys are taking my virginity in the studio. <laughs> uh, this is my virginity. <laughs> 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 it's a pleasure. But, <laughs> but, um, but also, honestly, I mean, on, on a more personal note, I mean, I've known Sibs for like mm. about a year now, mm. um, and just seeing from where you've come to now is awesome, dude, and it's honestly well done on this. Thanks, bro, Thanks for hosting us. Much appreciated, Thank and shout out to all the, the team behind the camera. Um, but yeah, thank guys, you. thank you for joining me for another episode of the Sit Down with Sibs. Uh, I will be back with the rest of the Love Island uh, contestants uh, in a bigger special. It's going to be more, more Graham Norton-esque and a little bit more risque. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to, to it. And you'll find that uh, all uh, the content will now be on Rob Radio. Uh, the at is over here. And the Sit Down with Sibs is at is over here. And my own personal handle is here. And the boys' personal handle is here. <laughs> um, <laughs> the editor is losing his mind back there. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys, and I'll see you next week.